Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and a very warm and festive welcome to this week's Friday Five beaming across the airwaves on Christmas Eve for those listening to me in real time. And I do hope that you are having a very healthy and happy festive time. And seeing as how it's so very nearly Christmas, and I can imagine that in homes across the lands, there is much present wrapping, mince pie munching, seasonal travelling, and a lot more going on right now. So I thought that this week I would record a bit of a well-being Christmas family special today, weaving in some of my own childhood reminiscences with my brother Adrian, the renowned conductor and musician as we talk about the role music has to play in well-being, especially when it comes to helping unlock memories and more for those with dementia and other memory loss conditions. Well, many of you who listened to our Christmas carol offering last year, or perhaps who've been to one of my Live Twice humanitarian charity annual carol concerts, generally held on the first Wednesday of December each year, if you'd like to bookmark that for next year, you will have heard and maybe even seen my brother, Adi, as he plays and conducts numerous choirs. He is currently an organist at Canterbury Cathedral, where he's been playing since 2015. Just a bit of background, he studied music at Worcester College, Oxford, and at the Royal Academy of Music and at the Royal College of Music. He is a conductor, a composer, and an arranger. And he has a keen interest in amplifying social justice issues and community music making. Very good for our well-being. He's currently working with veterans, refugee groups, and is even creating a new requiem for extinct species based around climate change. So much to talk about, and I'm absolutely delighted, partly because he is my wonderful brother, but also because he has so much insight into the well-being side of music. I am delighted to welcome him onto my Friday Five podcast right here. So hello, my darling brother, and welcome to my podcast. Lovely to have you here. Well, thank you very much indeed. It's lovely to be here and to catch up with you. Oh, I know. it's uh, Well, hopefully we will get some in real life time, some IRL yeah. before too long. Maybe Definitely. at your niece's 21st, actually, because uh-huh. little brother yes. turns 21. In That's extraordinary, isn't it? Weeks. 21. Unbelievable. I'm not quite sure where the time goes. Well, what do you think Lily is about to turn 31? No. I know. I know. How old do you think that make me feel? Quite. Well, um, I was just about to leave (laughs) university when she was born. That's so extraordinary. Uh, My goodness. Well, it's lovely to have you here, darling. Obviously, not just because we get the chance to do a bit of brother and sister chat, but there's so much that you have done in the world of well-being and music, which is going to be great to talk about, and also just to feel festive because, you know, one of the great talents that I admire about you, one of the many talents that you have, is your ability to sit at almost any musical instrument, but particularly a keyboard, and just sort of strum along, you know? You just sort of have that little musical accompaniment. Oh, my goodness. I am there, ready. Look at that. How about that? Right on cue. Right on cue, you are, you are. So let's just rewind a little bit. You are my younger brother. I am. And, and your only brother, the, in fact. I am your only brother. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
you are my only brother. I am your only sister, indeed. indeed. Uh, unless it's something that our parents haven't told us. But yes, uh, that is correct. <laughs> and I remember you as a very small boy, really being just drawn towards it was actually the organ, the, the church organ, and that was because our mother used to go and clean the local church. Is that right? And while she was doing the sort of church cleaning, you used to sit and play I the organ. I used to pester the church organist. Um, yes, indeed, I remember that vividly in Portsmouth. Uh, we would go on a Saturday morning. I'd have my piano lesson. I had a fabulous piano teacher who was blind, and um, and she was very gentle with me. And I was only five when I started having piano lessons. And um, so we went very, very steadily. And But by the, about the time I was eight, I was sort of taking an interest in the organ. Um, and I seem to remember that's because our father had also played the organ a little bit at the school that I ultimately went to and a little bit in the Naval mm. College. Um, so he would sit and play. Uh, yeah. an organ piece which I really enjoyed and so when and I remember vividly him showing me the organ at our local church and so when my mum went to go and clean the church on a Saturday often the young then organist who went also on to be a professional organist who I encountered later he would let me play the hands part and he would do the pedals and uh, I would pester him until Amazing. until I had a go. So that was when I was eight or nine. And, you know, but one of the things that's really impressed me as well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about your kind of career path because it is fascinating, I think, for all those sort of aspiring musicians or for those who are interested in, in music. But I know academically that you struggled through dyslexia and you know, having, you know, difficulties reading. And I remember you saying to me, you know, oh, Liz, you know, I, I you know, I, I struggle to read like, a, you know, a simple paperback novel. And yet when I look at those sheets of organ music, because with an organ, you've got maybe what, three keyboards plus pedals plus stops. I mean, you've got five or six lines of music all going on at the same time. How on earth do you, does your brain cope with taking all that in? And yet a simple page of written text can be I think be it's tricky. interesting. And, I, and people have always um, sort of questioned this um, about me. But I think the thing about music is that um, once you get a feel for where the notes are on the keyboard and you your muscular memory starts to kick in. and um, And then, of course, as you... So when you see something, you know, you know if, if you see a C major chord, your hand just gravitates to a C major chord um, without thinking about it. And I think also um, you're listening to the music, so you're, you're, you're learning it through your ears as well. So actually you're getting a, a multi-sensory um, learning sort of experience, mm. which when you're reading a book, you're just looking, you're looking at words. For me, this is, and whereas actually, when you're making music, you're you're hearing it, and if you know that where what you're seeing will create this sound, and your hands automatically go to where that sound is, you've got a double whammy of learning, if you like. I think that's what's going on. But also, you're not only you're not only dealing with organ music and its complexities; you're also a conductor, and anybody who's seen a conductor's score, I mean, that's even more complicated because you've got all the different sections of the orchestra. You know, you are reading the woodwind section, the strings, the percussion, the, you know, the, the, the it, it's all there, isn't it? And you as the conductor are having to take all that in through your eyes, well, and maybe your ears as well, and conduct that. How, how on earth do you read a, you know, an orchestral score if you you know, if you are dyslexic. Well, this is, again, an interesting one. I think probably we thank the the recording industry (laughs) in this case, because if you listen, again, it's this this duality. If you listen to the recording whilst you're looking at the score, you're getting the information not only from your eyes, but you're getting it from your ears as well. And you're recognising patterns in the music without looking specifically at one note after the other and uh, and that starts to influence certainly when i'm conducting uh, i listen to the music and i start you start to feel a physicality with the music and and the gestures that you're going to use for certain things so again it's it's a multi-sensory learning thing i think if i was just to 
and I know it doesn't work for me. If I just sit and look at a piece of music and stare at it, uh, it, it, it doesn't relate to me. But if I get out there having heard it once before and then you start to work with the singers and you start to feel what that uh, what the music actually feels like, I think that's where the uh, the for me, the learning comes. And I often find quite quickly when I'm conducting something, I can do it from memory because I know how it sounds and I don't go into the detail. And then once I've got a, a feel for the music, I can go back to the detail on the page and I'm not having to decipher it in the same way. I'm going, oh, I recognise that bit because I felt it. So it's it's just about how one approaches the information and how one receives the information in the first place. And I think for me, it's through sound. It must have been very gratifying having you know struggled academically at school to then go to Oxford as an organ scholar and then onto the Royal College and, you know, and, 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 and do so well in a field when, you know, potentially, I guess, if you were talking to a careers advisor, they'd say, oh, well, you know, not, not, not particularly capable, perhaps in certain areas. But isn't it amazing that we have all this wonderful capacity of other areas of, of talent and ability that's, that's so yes. creative? I think the, uh, the, um, I did do a careers questionnaire when I was 17. Oh, did you? And, oh, yeah. <laughs> what did they and, say? Well, they didn't ask. They didn't suggest music, for starters. Um, they suggested I worked in plastics, <laughs> which, OK. They suggested right. you worked in plastics. Plastics. Like, I, I don't know. Have, I don't know. Making plastic so left things. The field. How um, did they work that out? <laughs> I have no idea. But work in plastics. No, thank you. Especially not now. Uh, and, um, especially not now. Oh my goodness! Oh, absolutely. <laughs> any, any, think... any other, you know, oh, nuggets yes, of wisdom? Oh yeah, probation officer. A probation officer. A probation officer. Okay, okay. and yeah. I can, I can go with that because that's, mm. um, that's people centric and challenging. Yeah, which you love. Which mm-hmm. I do. So, well, well, we're talking about being people centric. I know that you're now involved with the Kent Arts and Wellbeing Partnership. I so, am. you've got one of my favourite words, obviously, there in the organisation. Tell us a little bit about the connection with music and wellbeing, because this is something that you've worked on for a number of years now, isn't it? And, and it's completely fascinating. Well, it is. I, um, I, I, my interest started when we when we were teaching and I worked uh, I went to start visiting a um, I worked for a charity called Sing for Your Life and they were running what they called Silver Song Clubs, which were basically community singing sessions in care homes or in um, age UK day centres and community centres and anyone could turn up and it was just come and have a sing and feel the benefits of singing get the uh, get the endorphins going get the breathing uh, have some fun and it, they were all very much sociable as well and so these were not performances this was not about getting getting it right this was about just coming and having a good sing uh, in fact i've got a great story because the very first one i did uh, in fact this might become the name of my autobiography uh, if i ever get around to writing one because I started this, um, I said, right, come on, everyone, we're going to uh, we're going to have a singing session. And at that point, people sort of backed up against the wall. I say, I'm not doing singing. And uh, and this one lady stood up, came over to me, pointed me and said, I don't like singing. And I don't like you. And that was how we started. And then she left the room. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay didn't, didn't she uh, say something else at the end of that um I, i'm going out for a fag um which i thought was great for <laughs> singing for well-being so that was um uh so, i don't like singing i don't like you and i'm, I'm going, going out, out for, for a, fag. a fag that's right so did she uh, ever come back in and start she came singing back in. no she didn't but then her friends said yeah no we're not doing this and they went off into a corner and they started playing poker or something like that and when we and then we we were singing, uh, I can't remember. It. Uh, you were the only girl in the world, and I was the only oh, okay. boy. We were singing that one, and um, and I looked across at the card playing table, and they were all dealing the cards in time to the music. It was hysterical, and after having sung that one, they came back and joined us, and this and the session got going. And that was, for me, a really good example of from resistance to people saying, actually, this isn't this isn't threatening. This is actually quite fun. 
And then we, we sang for a good 40 minutes uh, after that. And that's how things got going. And then so I guess I guess from the, the physical perspective, singing is opening up the airwaves. It is airways rather. It is, as you say, producing endorphins that feel good. There's a camaraderie of group singing isn't there. There's the fun of it. What, what are the, the greatest hits that you were playing in care homes? What do people like to listen to? There are all sorts of songs. The folk songs are always very interesting. So often as a good warm-up, we do... Um... And that's, uh, that's, that's early one morning. Oh, I love that, that. It is, it is. Early absolutely... one morning. And that, that's brought back such memories to me. I can remember being at school and, yeah, yeah. and singing that. Well, the one that I love doing is the Sky Boat song. that takes me right back to sitting on the the, the uh, schoolroom floor age seven with miss martin playing the piano and us singing the skyboat song together um and then but then we we know we like a bit of elvis so we go only fools rush in um isn't it amazing how these these songs i don't ever play them and I don't have a, a sort of a full recollection of them in my mind but I know the words you know I'm humming along there and I'm sure a lot of people listening now will be going you know fools rush in do you find that with people who have dementia I know you've worked a lot with Alzheimer and, and, and dementia patients where they they can actually remember lyrics and words to songs from a long time ago absolutely I mean I think that's the most extraordinary thing about it that there are people there who you know very sadly lead very challenging lives not being able to do many of the things that we take for granted and yet you sit them down and you play some of these tunes and within five or six seconds they're uh, they're they're singing along humming along showing um and i've had i've had it said to me from staff that this is the most engaged that some of their residents have been for a very very long time and it's through the musical stimulation that there is something that's making a connection that's uh, firing in the brain that's making a connection with with memory is there medical research going on into that at the moment looking at music and memory absolutely there there is there's huge amounts of 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 research uh, out there and all connected to um uh, the uh, looking at the general well-being of using music, but more specifically how it triggers uh, these uh, connections, if you like, in the brain. And it is certainly something that I um, I'm very, very interested and passionate about finding more, because ultimately my my ambition is to say that music particularly when you're participating and I think there is a distinction to just listening to it but being encouraged to participate in music making and singing is the greatest way you don't have to sing well oh I can't sing people say or I was told to mime <laughs> that's the great one uh, which is a tragedy to hear uh, and in fact I got, I got one comment from somebody saying to me and my teacher told me I was miming too loudly <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember at my uh, your your nephew and niece's school, they had an amazing music department and they had a, a great choir and you know choral societies and all of that. But they also every child had to sing, and so they had the choir that can't sing, and it was literally every, everybody who didn't make it into the kind of the, the professional choir, if you like, or, or the proper one, were put into the choir that can't sing, the choir that can't and sing. they would get. They, they would give a performance and we would all go and listen and they were fantastic oh, absolutely. and you know, there might have been the odd you know duff note but frankly they had such an amazing time and it was such a bonding experience for them particularly as young people singing together coming together to sing totally and I think what people forget uh, is that singing is something you learn to do and we talk about finding your voice and and so it, it's a muscle. Uh, that needs to be to be nurtured and stretched and 
um, not overly stretched, of course, but um, it, it needs to be it needs to be looked after. And and pitching notes are things that you begin to feel. It, coming back to that that multi sensory thing I was talking about with me learning music, is that you you feel where it is in the voice. You know that a C feels like C A F and so on, and you begin to set physical locators in your in your body that say yeah that, that that feels like an a that feels like a c and and you learn this and it becomes as i say a um a muscular memory type activity the more you do it the better you get at it very few people are tone deaf because if you're tone deaf yeah well because singing is only i mean i'm using my voice i'm well i'm trying to use it quite expressively but singing is only another version of using your voice expressively right. it's the next <laughs> step it. on yeah <laughs> and yeah. and so if you can be expressive in the way that you talk and explain things to people singing is only the next step into the next right. room if you like yeah you're, you're using your voice up and down and high you and are all the time and that's how you and... communicate with people um and some people are wonderfully expressive and and uh um and so I think and that actors, that's... of course, learn that, don't Absolutely. they? Actors learn yeah. to use their voices, I guess, in the way that that singers do. I, I saw a friend of mine, Patricia Hodge, in Private Lives recently, and I've I mean, I've known her for a long time, and I've never heard her sing. And she sings on stage, and she's got the most beautiful voice. And it was just, oh my goodness, I had no idea that you that you could sing. And she said, well, you know, all actors are are trained. We're trained to use our voices, and it's very common for somebody who who acts professionally or semi-professionally to also have a good singing voice i was going to say i think you've used an important word there it's trained because i think you've got to remember you, these are things uh, to whatever degree that's what's wonderful about music is that you could go for that i love that choir that you know this is the uh the choir of what was it um the choir that can't sing the choir that can't sing that's like no thank you sprouts isn't it and um you've got to have a no thank you sprout, <laughs> you no that, thank you sprout. in my house yeah, exactly day, no totally. thank you sprout here's your no thank you sprout this is the yes okay you can't sing great you're in the choir that can't sing you're and, in the choir that can't sing <laughs> <laughs> you know, and off you go i love that i think that's inspired um it's, yeah, it's a very, very good music teacher. Before we, we move on to talk about your boys and, and their music, I just wanted to finish up with a little, a couple of little points about the dementia side and particularly for those maybe who have a caring for elderly relatives at the moment. Two things, really. One, should we be encouraging, particularly at this time of year when we've got the ability to sing along with carols and that kind of thing, to actually sing with older people who may be struggling and beginning to have memory issues? Is that something that's going to be helpful? Absolutely. Uh, it, it's what I find um, uh, that when I've done my singing activities, and I, I try not to use the word dementia choir, because I rather like the idea of singing being a normalising experience that uh, uh, those living with dementia and their carers can come and do together and, and, and not worry about the complexities of the situation they find themselves in. They just come and do some singing and they do it together. And I've seen couples come and do that and, and they, you see them laughing and enjoying their time together and not worrying about um, the complexities of, of of the condition and I love that so that word so the opportunity of normalizing um, life for them I think is a really important one but certainly absolutely at home stick on a record and or CD or whatever and and sing together and 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 make connections and, and have fun with it um, because it is the act of singing it is the participation that creates the benefit and people just need to be encouraged. And if it's in their own, it doesn't matter, uh, you know, stick with that idea of the choir that can't sing. That's, that's the place. And also actually it takes off a lot of the pressure of what do we say? What do we talk about? I, I don't want to have that conversation because it's going to highlight the fact that my mother can't actually remember this and she's, and that's going to be distressing for her. So it's a kind of a neutral territory i'm just but before we move on I, i'm just reminded of the story that you told me when you were going into care homes initially 
about a, a chap whose wife, I think, had quite severe dementia. And he dropped her off to this singing group and said to you afterwards, I can't tell you how thankful I am because I, I, I drop off somebody who doesn't know who I am, who can't even remember my name. This is the husband of, you know, 50 years. And when I come back and pick her up, I pick up my wife. And I pick she up knows my wife. Yeah, absolutely. That was an incredibly powerful moment. I feel as if I get so my that wife was really back. something was something, something was happening in her brain that made that gave her flashes of memory. Really, I, I, I've seen this a, a, a number of times. It, it was very moving. That I feel as if I get my wife back after these sessions, if only for a for a moment in time. And I'll never forget. Um, Another lady that came to one of my singing sessions, she was clearly very agitated. She she didn't want to be there. She didn't. And but I could see as we were singing through a number of the songs, um, she was beginning to settle. And, um, and but she had been saying right at the start, I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. I don't like this, blah, blah, blah. But she was starting to settle. And at the end, she walked up to me and she said, that was absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you next time. This was this was a complete transition from I don't want to be here to that was completely and, and she was um, f at that moment so lucid and clear and she looked me directly in the eye um, and it was it, and so something amazing does happen and I, I am on a mission to uh, to 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 find out what really is going on there. Brilliant. Well, well, good luck with Kent's Arts and Wellbeing Partnership. Let's hope there are many more of those. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So from the very elderly to the younger and yep. the next generation. <laughs> so your son, Matthew, my nephew, Indeed. has just finished doing some amazing recordings and in fact came to my Live Twice charity carol concert and he and his bandmate, George, played for us. And they've got a new EP that's coming out in January. In January, right? yes. That's the... Uh the uh, destination month for this ep and what's the band called their band is called south by zero and they formed it whilst they were at school together that's george and matthew and they are currently st studying at bim in manchester which is a, a music college for contemporary music 
they're on their way back from their first term. I think they've had a brilliant time. They were on top form at Live Twice Carols, I thought, actually. It was great. Yeah, they really they were. Did Jingle Bell Rock and White Christmas. And then they did their own song, All That Yesterday, which will feature on the All EP That Yesterday, which we're, well, we're, we're going to hear that now, which is, is brilliant. Just, just tell us a little bit about the background of the song. Did they write it themselves? Yeah, it did. Uh, well, in fact, George, I believe, wrote it. And... Uh, uh, and um, so that's and Matthew sings this. And Matthew right? sings. Well, I think I think it? they both sing it together. I think they're both singing it together, and um, it's uh, it's a great number. Uh, it's a really. I, I think it's a brilliant song, actually. And uh, it is. Well, and... let's hear it now. Thank you.
have to say, AD, that is a terrific song. I mean, mm. that has got hit written all over it. Are, are I you going think to be able so, to hear yeah. that? Are we going to, <laughs> not, not that we're biased at all, no, not but at all. is, is not that going to be on on Spotify? I mean, how, how, how do people get to hear about that in Yes, January? I think so. I think on Spotify, uh, you can follow uh, South by Zero on Instagram. And, uh, yes, which uh, I do. You'll you see do. my, my yeah. comments on Instagram to them. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I think that is certainly something uh, that's going to appear um, great. Uh, on Spotify in due course. Uh, definitely, Good stuff. Yeah. Well, very best of luck to uh, to Matthew and to George with that. Now, of course, they played live at the Christmas Carol concert, which has been an annual event, barring last year during lockdown, that we have held for my charity, my humanitarian charity, which is called Live Twice. And you have very kindly been the musical impresario for that since its inception. And it's not your average carol concert, is it, Ad? No, it's not. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's something that is very much about the party. I I rather liken it to a Christmas party with singing. Um, oh, I love that idea. It's it, yeah, it's a Christmas party, um, and so it's very important that people take part, and, and we jolly people along. Um, we certainly do. Yeah, and I and, and it is. And fun. I'll never forget. I, I have I have actually got a bone to pick with you Go because on. not oh, yeah. this year, but the last time we did it live, we always do the twelve days of Christmas. We do. And for those of you who come to the carol concert, will know that this is a highlight of the event. And we have slightly different lyrics to slightly the conventional. Different. Slightly different, which I'll give you a taste of in a moment. But also you, I guess that because of your conducting ability and your ability with choirs, you get different groups of people to sing different, different bits of the song. Of the so, song, for example, indeed, yes. we'll, you know, we'll have a partridge in a pear tree you know, on the first day of Christmas. And then we, we go to um, two helping hands, three kefir smoothies, four grass fed cows, five fair, fair trade, trade rings. rings. You know, obviously, because of my jewellery line being fair trade. And then we have six juices juicing. This this year we had seven well-being warriors, eight feel-good foodies, nine ladies launching, because of all the lovely female founders I have on my Instagram launching brands, um, 10 podcast podding, clearly. Yeah. And then 11, the come on, then 11, and sing it in time. Please okay, sing it in 11, time. all right. It, it, when it got to 11, it was 11 billion beneficial bacteria. It's outrageous. It's impossible to do. <laughs> 11 billion beneficial bacteria. And we, you had all the Instagrammers, didn't you? My Instagram community who came along had to sing that particular line on their own. Yeah, that was quite entertaining. <laughs> Always is. Uh, finishing with 12 runners running. But the, the last time we sang that, the time before mm. last, Were you, the you had me singing. I had to sing. And a partridge in a pear Each tree, time, all on, on my own, own, on your own, all Absolutely. on my own in the church. Thank you so much, with no notice. And of course, because it's the twelve days of Christmas, I had to sing that not once but twelve, twelve times. times. And also, you finished it, didn't you? It was a great finale. It was a great. It was. Finale. It was. It was terrific. Well, we are hugely, <laughs> did it very hugely well. grateful. Well, thank you, darling. But please don't put me in the spotlight again. I have to say, you know, we all have our own talents, and um, mine is definitely not singing. Although oh, I'm probably not allowed to say that now after this conversation. You am are I? not allowed to say that. Well, I know that this time last year, when we weren't able to meet in real life for the carol concert, you very kindly recorded one of my favourite Christmas carols, which we always finish the Christmas carol concert with, and you recorded that with the Canterbury singers, Canterbury is singers. that right? Yes, yeah, so just before the Christmas lockdown last year, we were able to get into a church and we thought it would be good if we could record some carols uh, and I was playing the organ and um, our assistant conductor conducted and we recorded a few of the carols uh, because we thought it might be useful because we were heading towards a lockdown. We weren't sure at that time, but we uh, ultimately did end up in a lockdown and we were able to use uh, these carols in a, in a variety of format for forums. Uh, one of which was uh, what we did um, with Live Twice. We did an online we did concert, an online didn't thing, we? Didn't we? Yeah. And we're going to hear again now the recording that you did especially for us of Hark the Herald Angels Sing, which is the carol that always ends the Live Twice annual Christmas carol concert and is a family favourite of ours, isn't it? It certainly is, absolutely. And it's amazing to think that uh, we were, uh, you know, the technology allows us to do this. 
Um, so we recorded uh, the choir and then I was able at home to add just a bit more instrumentation to it to make it sound like it much more of a festival jamboree that it needs to be. Fabulous. We're going to play it now, turn it up loud and sing along. Oh my goodness, I'm feeling so festive now. That was fabulous. I'm going to have to go back and replay that. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. So we're just about kind of coming up to the end now of our chat. Have you got a festive time planned these next few days? Are you going to be working? I mean, presumably Christmas for organists is a busy time, isn't it? It certainly is. So we've got um, a number of carol services coming up at the cathedral. And, um, and of course, we've got the big cathedral carol services coming uh, on uh, the 23rd and the 24th and then Christmas Day is a full day and Christmas Day of course I never a... get to see you Christmas yeah Day. I haven't seen no you on day absolutely for, for decades because no, you've indeed. always been working always been working services. on Christmas Day yes it's it's sort of one of the uh, natures of the beast and um, so that's on Saturday so we do a full three services on Saturday uh, and then of course Sunday is Boxing Day but fortunately that's another oh, choir gosh. doing that uh, I go right, on holiday. You've got more, more church services on the Sunday. That, yes, yeah, indeed. That's... But I'm not involved in those this year. Right, you'll get some I time get off. Holiday. And of course, lovely Victoria, my sister-in-law, who's also sung at our carol concerts yep. before, has the most amazing voice. I mean, she, she is also a music teacher, but she's a, a has a beautiful soprano voice, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. And uh, so we were able to, last year again, we decided that Oh Holy Night would be the piece to record because that's just a wonderfully yes. atmospheric piece so so we did that again at home uh, it is using... i have a feeling that that may still be up on youtube i'll have to check that okay but I, I know that we put our, our christmas message and my little christmas film up with some music attached to that and it was lovely that she recorded that and of course that that song oh holy night has got a very special significance now, especially for your family, doesn't it? Well, it does, because very sadly, Victoria lost her grandma a couple of weeks ago. And um, when just before she died, her mum and her aunt were with her grandma and had that recording of her holy night on their phone and so played it softly literally i think minutes before she she finally left and uh, and we played that at the funeral as well so it's got a a very very poignant 
um, moment for us as a Definitely. family. Oh my gosh! Like, and yeah. she—that was Edna, is that right? That's right, Edna. Yeah, ninety-seven. Yeah, and ninety-seven. Amazing. How age. fantastic! Yeah, and incredible to think that this piece of music that we're going to hear now, sung by Victoria, was potentially the very last thing yeah, that she heard. That she heard yeah. before and she left apparently, this world. As as they played it, they could sense that a, a, a calm was coming over Edna as she was listening to it. So it was a very, uh, as I say, very poignant and moving moment. Amazing. Well, life. it is the most beautiful piece of music and Victoria sings it incredibly well. And it is going to finish off our conversation today. Thank you, my darling brother, That's for right. being Thank with us. Thank you, it's my been, darling sister. Oh, well, it's been a, a great musical journey. I think we've been able to weave in and out of well-being and family times and hopefully share some festivities with everybody who's listening. I think um, that's the finish. amazing thing about music is that it, it, it covers so many of the human emotions that we experience from joy right the way to the uh, to, to sadness. And, uh, and, and there is that catharsis that comes through it that we can relate to and, uh, and yeah. feel that it's beside us. Um, and comforting. Wonderful. Well, let's hear Victoria Rokoff now singing Oh Holy Night and sending you lots of love for Christmas, Aidy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. gosh I just love listening to that I hope you enjoyed that too many thanks again to Adrian for joining me on the pod today and of course to my sister-in-law Victoria for singing for us just then so beautifully an amazing song and now with an amazing and very special memory for my family especially and as Adi and I were chatting just now he said to me that he hoped that this would help inspire more to consider singing as a real therapeutic option when it comes to caring for the elderly especially as both a drug-free and cheap option 
singing on prescription, perhaps. What do you think? Well, leave me a comment on one of our many Lizard Wellbeing social media channels or do drop me a line at hq at lizardwellbeing.com. Love to hear what you think. And on that note, literally this week, I shall love you and leave you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope the present wrapping, stocking stuffing and mince pie making is going well, if that is what is occupying you right now. Don't forget that we have a huge archive of wellbeing podcasts to dip into if you need a bit of audio comfort to see you through the coming weeks. And actually on Spotify, you will even find the Liz Earle Wellbeing Christmas hit playlist put together by myself with some family favourites, which is exactly what I'm going to be popping on in just a moment. Well, included in the podcast archives, of course, is last week's episode with the brilliant clinical psychologist, Dr. Soph, on how to navigate some of the familial stresses and strains of the festive season and beyond, should you feel in need of some helpful coping strategies to protect and preserve your own mental health alongside family relationships, often tested to the max at festive gatherings over the next few days. Do check out the podcast notes for all the info from today's episode, of course, including links to the Kent Arts and Wellbeing Partnership and my nephew's band, South by Zero. Congrats again, boys, on your brilliant new single. I do hope it soars for you in the charts. Until the next time we chat, go well. Have a very happy Christmas. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.